BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. you guys and welcome back to a better you podcast by your host fernando ramirez welcome back to the podcast you guys oh my gosh we have so much to cover based on last week's episode but before we do that i wanted to talk to you guys about the topic of today's video which is the art of making friends in your 20s but this really can go for any age and just talking about the idea of friendship in general we're going to talk about social confidence how you can build this and how you can overcome social anxiety how you can change the narratives in your mind that stop you from making friends and limit you to the endless possibilities that is making friendships and how I make friends everywhere I go. Before we go into today's topic, I want to just do a little bit of a self-check-in and give you guys a little bit of an update on how I'm doing and how the podcast is doing in general because this is something that I want to grow together and as a community and I feel so overjoyed and blessed with the response that I got on last week's episode. I mean, I was so nervous to upload it. I was really anxious when I woke up that morning, which I normally don't get, but because I normally don't get it, I could really tell that that day I was feeling so nervous. They say that excitement is the same thing as like nervousness, but just in the opposite end of the scale. And I think that's what I was feeling. I was super excited, but also just really nervous. But I swallowed my pride and I said, Fernanda, just post it. Trust your gut feeling, trust your gut instinct, just not overthink it and put it out into the universe. I feel like sometimes we can hold ourselves back from opportunities that we want to chase based off of our fear of other people rejecting us honestly or people judging us or people not thinking that it's good enough or not believing in what we find has potential and so I was super nervous because I was like what if this is so embarrassing but I swallowed my pride and I said Fernanda just post it I'm so proud of myself for uploading it and just following through with it and it did so well the reaction was so well I've had so many people reach out to me and send me directly messages that the last episode really helped them and I feel like that's honestly the best compliment I could have when I tell you I was on my phone scrolling and scrolling and refreshing for comments and new dms that's exactly what I was doing because I get such a rush from you guys telling me that you loved it that it was helpful and that you couldn't wait to hear the next episode and so I just want to say thank you for all the love on the last one it really means a lot to me this is exactly what I needed to reinvigorate my inspiration for content creation yeah I just wanted to say thank you before we go into this episode and just tell you guys that you know it's doing so well as for myself and just a little bit of an update as i said the past week has been super exciting with all of this great feedback and i've just been keeping super busy editing and planning and just figuring out what's next 
One of the things that I've noticed though is that I'm always looking to what goals I have next or working towards what I want to accomplish in the future and it kind of made me realize that I need to be more present in the current moment and I want to just still focus on my goals obviously but at the same time slow down and appreciate what I have and just be very grounded and grateful because we only have the present moment so I feel like you know looking into the future is great and all but if you're only living in the future you can't even be in the present moment. So I feel like my current goal for the week is to just be very present, very mindful, work efficiently, but also have a good work-life balance and do things in real life that are actually fun and new and interesting and create actual memories rather than just working on what's next and what's next because there's always going to be another goal to achieve or there's always going to be another stair to climb and all of those things are great but we do have to also reel it back in and focus on our present moment and our present life and creating memories just as much. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. But today is another sunny day. (laughs) I've decided that I only want to film my podcast when it's really sunny and I have a coffee because that is my favorite mood to talk in. So yeah, Anyways, let's jump into the topic of today's video, the art of making friends in your 20s. Now, I say in your 20s because it's a lot more difficult to make friends once you are out of high school than it is when you're in high school. I mean, when you're in high school, when you're in middle school, when you're in elementary school, you don't even have to try because there's people your age all around you. You're all kind of living the same experience and going through the motion of school, even maybe extracurricular activities or hobbies, and you're all kind of just going through the motions. It is still possible to struggle making friends through these phases because, I mean, not everybody knows themselves that well yet or they don't have enough social skills yet. There's just so many reasons for why making friends when you're in those phases can also be difficult, but it's a completely different ball game, I guess, or ball ball court. I don't know what the word is. Different courtyard. (laughs) When you're in your 20s, everyone is so focused on themselves. And I don't mean this in a selfish way. I think, in fact, you should be a little bit selfish with your time, to be honest, because these are your years to figure yourself out, to focus on yourself, to work hard, to make money, and to figure out where you want to go in your life, which, of course, you don't need to have any answers figured out yet, but it is usually the time of self-discovery. And not only are you balancing school, but you may be balancing work, you may be balancing living alone, seeing your friends, seeing your family, maybe you have a relationship, etc. There's so many aspects of your life that you're giving your attention to that it's sometimes hard to remember to focus on friendships and it can almost seem like it's something that you can brush under the rug because you have more important things going on and I say that in quotations because I think your social life is such an important aspect of your life and if you don't think that it is, I think that it should be a priority for you because there's so many benefits to having a healthy social life and of course one of them just being that we are not meant to be I'm trying to think of an animal that's on its own like a lone wolf (laughs) we are not meant to be a lone wolf okay we are meant to be in a pack we are meant to have community we are meant to rely on other people for emotional support for laughters for memories for happiness and you know it's just such an important part it makes you feel so much better about yourself and Connection is just so important. So as I was saying, it is a little bit harder once you're in your 20s to create friends. And I feel like that's something that people struggle with because maybe growing up, they didn't realize that they had to have like friend making skills. It just came so naturally to them because they were placed in the same positions as them. But as you get older, those opportunities are not always there. And I can say from my experience, as someone that lives alone, works alone and doesn't do extracurricular activities anymore, it can be incredibly challenging to find friends when everybody is so focused on themselves. So anyways, in short, that is why I titled this episode 
about making friends in your 20s, although it doesn't have to be in your 20s. It can be any age. But I guess before we go into some tips and talking about the whole friend making skills, I wanted to do a little bit of a reflection and tell you guys some stories about friend making or whatever when I was younger. Now, I had always been in sports growing up and I grew up with parents that always told me that it was very important to ask other people questions and to make friends and also being a naturally very talkative person when I was younger led me to creating lots of friendships and whether they had been really deep friendships or just like superficial friendships, I feel like I always had friends growing up. But one of the things that I struggled with when I was younger in terms of making friends was that I would kind of cling on to like a few friends or like a friend group and just hang out with them solely and my parents would always tell me Fernanda you need to make more friends because one day those friends that you have are not going to be at school and you're going to be left awkward and alone and were they wrong no when my friend group didn't show up to school I was so awkward I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to I didn't even know who to call up I just I felt so awkward and so I feel like I did that literally every single year of my adolescent age, but I have realized that that is a problem and that was something that I had to work on. So I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become better at making like so many friends. And I feel like you can have friendships for different activities. Like maybe you have a friend that you love to go out with, or you have a friend that you love to study with, or you have a friend that you love to do sports with or like the gym or activities and I feel like it's really important to have a whole bunch of different types of friends that may serve different purposes in your life so that you aren't left with that situation where if your two friends are gone for some reason you're left with no one else and that you're consistently practicing friend making skills but now ever since I was in ninth grade or freshman year of high school I made my little group of friends and there's the eight of us I love them so much I feel like we've grown up with similar morals that now I would consider them not even friends but I would consider them family and I feel like that is the beauty of friendship and long-lasting friendships I mean I feel like I'm definitely a girl's girl and I prioritize my friendships so much especially those that have kind of passed the layer of friendship and now have become family because I think it's so important to have these types of people that hold you accountable that you can hang out with that you trust that you can tell maybe personal things that you're going through with anyways so that was my friendship dynamic I think growing up in high school When I went to college, it was definitely a whole different reality because I realized that all my friends were doing something different than me. I wasn't seeing any of them on my walk to school. Many of my friends went to different schools. Many of my friends weren't even in school. So all of a sudden, I had to be my best friend because nobody was going to come and be my best friend. And I feel like this goes for everybody. I think everybody kind of got a little bit of social anxiety coming out of the pandemic because we got so comfortable not having to go out and interact with people. And even myself, I feel like when I got out of the pandemic... I was a little bit awkward. I felt like I didn't even know how to interact with people anymore. And it just changed the friend making game for so many people. And I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like for me to have been a full grown adult living like alone before the pandemic and then post pandemic because I feel like everybody complains about how life or the cities haven't returned back to how they were pre pandemic. Anyways, I've said that word like 10 times right now, but I don't even know how that would have been. So if you're a little bit older than me and that's what you experienced, I don't blame you for if you've become kind of an introvert. I feel like a lot of people have gone through that or have said that that was their experience. But anyways, I 
came out of the pandemic and I probably had like a year that I didn't travel until it was September of 2021, New York Fashion Week. It was my first trip to New York and it was my first fashion week ever. I swear to you, when I went there, I had never seen that many people in certain rooms in certain cities at a time. It is way different than Vancouver and even more different than the mini suburb city that I lived in before Vancouver. So I was extremely overwhelmed, but plunging myself into that situation, I just learned so much about making conversation, about networking, and I know that sounds so funny because I feel like I sound like a finance bro, but it's like making small talk, becoming friends with people easily, um, reading people's body language, as well as picking up on little things here and there that would help me in making friends more efficiently and conveniently and switching contacts and all that kind of stuff. But even then, I was a little bit awkward. Not only was that my first trip meeting so many new people, but it was also my first trip as an influencer. And ever since that trip happened in 2021, I have been on so many trips. And I think that a focus for me on all of these trips was learning how to be a better conversationalist. And I just wanted to develop my social skills. And I feel like social confidence and confidence in general is a topic that is super popular that a lot of people want to be better at because confidence Confidence translates in every single thing that you do, but I've realized that it's not something that you were born with, but it's something that you get better at. And when I went on that first New York trip, I was so shy. I wasn't even confident enough to approach people first and say, hello, hi, I'm Fernanda, welcome, whatever, whatever. But now I've come such a long way, obviously, and I've learned so many skills and little tips so I can help you guys. I wanted to start off with before we go into how to make friends and all that, why it's so important to have friends in the first place. Now for me, obviously having friends makes life so much better. You can share it with other people and I think something that really resonates with me or that I think about often is that you can have all the money in the world, you can travel to all these trips or you can have all the material items that you could want, but if you can't share it with other people, it almost makes it a little bit meaningless. And I feel like for me, traveling to all these different places, I've noticed it as well that it, the experiences are just not as fun when I'm by myself. Sorry, I'm popping in here as I'm editing this podcast, but what I meant to say was being surrounded around the wrong friends or the wrong people can make or break the experience that you're having, which is why for me, it is so important to foster good relationships because yes, I can do all these things on my own, but at some point it gets to the point where you want to share it with other people and having those good people around you makes all the difference. This is not to say that you shouldn't foster the relationship with yourself, that spending time alone isn't important. I mean, I love spending time alone. I think it's great. But sometimes sharing experiences with other people is so exciting, makes it more fun, and you guys build memories together and like deeper relationships can be formed. And not only that, but I think they're super helpful to have in terms of emotional support, which I kind of touched on in the beginning of this episode, but I feel like I go to my friends for almost any single little problem that I have, and they open my eyes to so many different perspectives, which I think is super helpful. And you obviously don't need to take your friend's advice 100%, or you don't need to obey to what they do or whatever, but I think that listening to other people's perspectives that you trust and other people's advice is so important. Now, I have my computer on the side here. As you know, I love researching on these types of topics or just kind of gathering information for me to go off of because I feel like it's just so much more helpful to see other people's point of view so that I'm not giving you guys advice or my perspective 
that's like limited, I guess is the word. And so I searched up some challenges that people can have while making friends. And these were the five that came up. So I want to talk about each of them individually. The first one being lack of social skills, which I kind of explained a little bit earlier, but I think a lack of social skills can come from just not practicing it enough. And maybe having bad experience with it in the past. Like if you tried to make friends with someone and it didn't go well, and then you kind of take that experience and bring it onto all of your other potential future friendships. Um, So I think it's really important to clear that idea off your slate. And that kind of goes with the second idea, which is a fear of rejection. I think this is a lot of people's fear, which is like so valid because I think as humans, we just want to be accepted, which to kind of give you some ease, if that is by any chance your worry, I don't think that people are that judgmental of others. And if they are, you're talking to the wrong people or you're trying to be friends with the wrong friends. Um, I think people that are genuine and are fun and interesting and people that you genuinely would want to be friends with probably have their own little quirks as well and are not going to judge you for the ones that you have. This goes with the next example of having different interests. I think that sometimes you may be looking for friends in the wrong places, which is why you aren't making that great connections or maybe long-lasting quality friendships haven't happened for you. For example, if I was looking for friends that shared the interest of content creation and I was looking in like my high school, which this wasn't the case because I literally wasn't a YouTuber then, but I think there's a pretty high chance that in my high school, there probably wasn't that many people with the same interests as me. So I shouldn't be like down on myself and being like, oh my God, nobody wants to be my friend. I should have just been looking in a completely different area. The next one is by having limited opportunities, which means that you don't even give yourself the opportunity to make friends. And I feel like this is kind of the same thing with dating. Now, I have been in a relationship for like literally four years. So I'm not the one to give you advice on dating, but I often hear other people talk about how they want to be in a relationship, but they never leave their house. And so they're like, okay, well, no wonder I don't have a significant other. I don't leave. So how are they going to find me? I feel like the same thing goes with making friends. If you want to make friends, but you're always at home, you're always on your phone, or you don't sign up for any extracurricular activities, or you don't go to like I don't know, group workout classes or classes in general, it's very likely that you're not going to find friends, not even with your same interests, but friends in general. So you need to put yourself out there, be vulnerable and step outside of your comfort zone. And by placing yourself in those situations, I think the outcome of making friends will come naturally to you. And the last reason that people struggle with making friends is negative self-talk. Now, I think this is a huge one and making friends falls into place a lot more quickly when you have a positive image of yourself in your brain, if that makes sense. I think when you are happy with yourself, when you love yourself and you take care of yourself and you're excited to go out into the world, people can sense that and they want to be your friend and you are also available to be a good friend to them. When you go out into the world and you have negative self-talk and you have little self-worth, I think it can be hard to make friends and it also may be hard to maintain friends as well as have open body language for people to come up to you and want to be your friend. Something that I read a while ago, I think in the book called The Four Agreements, is the power of your word. And I wanted to talk about this because it was basically saying that with words, it's kind of like casting a spell on somebody. And by this, I mean, if somebody came up to you one day and told you, you are super shy, That is as if they put a spell on you and for the rest of your life until you change that thought pattern, you believe that you are a shy person. 
The same thing can go with if somebody tells you you were a bad friend. That puts the spell on you into thinking that you are a bad friend and that's who you are. And it kind of changes your self-identity and you start to resonate with that word when maybe it was just one instant or it was just one time when you had that experience or maybe that's just the perception of how they see you but not how it actually is. And so I think with the whole thing about negative self-talk and trying to change those thought patterns into having high self-esteem or positive self-talk, whatever, I think that you should even come up with a list and realize your positive qualities and kind of take away those titles that other people have placed on you or I guess in this form of speech, these spells that people have placed on you because they are not a representation of you and it may be that someone was having a bad day when they said that to you and they don't realize the impact their word has on you. Take away any form of self-doubt that you have and realize that you are a lovely individual, you are easy to make friends with, and that you are positive and people want to be your friend, okay? So, I feel like we've kind of broken down the barriers on why we potentially couldn't have friends or why we couldn't make friends or why it could be a little bit difficult for us. When making friends, I think it's extremely important to know your worth, regardless of whatever age you're in, if you're in high school or if you're older, and knowing your values. I think sometimes it can be easy to make friends with people that you don't really resonate because you want to fit in or you want to feel accepted. But remember that the best friends and the quality of friendships you have will be those that have a similar morals and similar values to you. So I think if you identify the values that you do have, you'll be able to identify what kind of people you want to have in your life. As you know, they say you are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with, which I feel like is kind of a like mind fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I feel bad saying that, but like it's kind of scary to think that because you realize how much impact other people have on yourself and how your personality ends up being. So now going on to the other side about how to navigate friendships and making friends in your 20s. I have definitely used social media as a tool to make friends. You know, I may have a different perspective on making friends online than somebody else that doesn't have a following, but for me I can say that that is a way that I've made so many of my friends now that I'm in my 20s, um which is through DMing people, swiping up on their stories, commenting on their Instagram post and just showing that you like them, you like what they're about and trying to make conversation with them. I feel like most of the time people do reply back or maybe you can become mutuals with them. And then after that, in the future, if maybe you're having a party or you're having a birthday, you can invite them and see if they want to hang out or not. I feel like you can do this multiple times. If they say yes, then that's great. Hang out, do something you both like. Or if they keep saying no, or they're showing the vibe that they are not interested in hanging out, I would just leave it at that and go find someone else. I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand with the self-worth thing. You know, if someone's not valuing the friendship that you can offer them or valuing the time you're putting into watering kind of that friendship, then just ask somebody else because it's not worth your time. And if they don't want to pursue, I guess, a friendship with you, then they're the ones missing out, which is fine. There's literally so many endless people that you could be friends with. So literally just ask anybody else. But I also do want to say that if someone isn't reciprocating exactly how you would like them to, don't take it too personally because it may be that they are in a super busy time period right now or they've got a lot going on or maybe their mental health just isn't up for hanging out or making new friends or whatever the case may be. Like it might just not be a personal thing. So don't take it to offense if you're trying to make a new friend and they aren't showing as much interest as you are in them. The other thing I wanted to say about this same topic is that if you guys know Victoria Paris, she is a TikToker, um, social media girl in general, and I saw a TikTok that she made the other day speaking about how if you wanted to make friends, you have to be on social media because it is 
almost as if it's like a dating profile. People post on their stories what they love to do, their activities, and it kind of gives you insight on what they like to do. And you can see what their interests are the same way that you can post your interests on social media and it gives people the entry for them to ask you to do something that you enjoy doing. For example, if I post images all the time on my story of me painting, maybe someone will swipe up and say, oh my gosh, I love painting too, let's paint together. So I feel like you have to use it as much as they do and they can see your interests, you can see their interests, etc. I also feel like since people are always on social media, if someone doesn't post, not that they forget about you, but it's easy for you not to be in the front of their minds because they don't see you actively on there because you could be an old friend to them or you could be someone's like mutual friend or something like you may not be in their life presently and if you're never posting on social media they can just kind of forget about you i think another way that i personally have gone out of my way to make friends is by doing workout classes and i talk about this all the time and not everybody is a fan of workout classes. I mean, if you want to do art classes, that can work for you as well. But this is one of those things where you're going to somewhere where people have similar interests, similar values to you, and you guys can just talk there, be buddies, whatever, and then take it outside of that area and be like, hey, do you guys want to do something after? Another way that I usually make friends or how I like to make friends is through mutual friends. So if you're going to a party that somebody invited you and then you get to know their friends, I feel like that's best case scenario because you can already kind of trust that they have good judgment if they're friends with the friend you currently have. I feel like you have to put yourself in the position to be very open-minded and non-judgmental and to say yes to things when people invite you to go out. I wanted to tell a story that my parents told me yesterday. Basically, they were saying that when they moved to Canada, because they were from Mexico before, they had no friends and my parents were very social people. And as New Year's was approaching on their first year that they came to Canada, they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to get invited to no parties. Like we don't even know anybody. Nobody knows us. They're not going to invite us. So instead of staying home and kind of sulking about the fact that they probably wouldn't get invited to a party because they haven't been in Canada for that long, they decided to host the party at their own house and invite everybody from their work and everybody came everybody had a blast and everybody enjoyed it and my parents had like such a fun new year's that was spent literally with no furniture just like in their apartment on the floor they grabbed drinks whatever they had a great time i've seen the disposables of it and it looked super cute moral of that story or what we can take away from it is that if people aren't inviting you or you think that people don't know about you yet or you haven't even given the opportunity for people to invite you take charge don't be afraid to take matters into your own hands now let's talk about some of my social confidence tips now as i said earlier social confidence is built through practice you have to put yourself out there and you need to practice these skills so that you become better at it i've actually made a full youtube video on how to radiate confidence and i feel like all the points that i said in that video were so valid and still up to date obviously so if you guys want to watch my youtube channel fernando ramirez and search up my video on how to radiate confidence i feel like you guys can get so many tips if you want to further talk about this topic but to give you kind of a little bit of a summary or to take away some of the key points from that video was that confidence comes from a sense of knowing who you are. And that's a lot easier said than done, but it's knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and knowing what you're good at and feeling confident in those skills. Even making a little 
list with your most positive attributes and focusing on those skills and being confident in those skills. Now, when you're actually going into these places and you're practicing your social skills, I think another key aspect is your body language, having like open arms and just having body language that shows that you're inviting and that you want people to come to you is such an easy thing that you can do and will probably increase your chance of friend making skills by a landslide versus if I was at like a social function and I was on my phone the entire time, it's most likely people will get the vibe from me that I don't want to talk to them and that I'm doing my own thing. And that's definitely happened for me when I've been to different parties and I see somebody else and they're kind of closed off, they're on the side, they're not speaking to anyone, they have kind of a frown on their face or they're on their phone. I'm probably not going to go over there and talk to them because they seem busy or they seem to be going on with something rather than if I saw someone standing with kind of like an open chest and they were smiling and they were looking for people to make eye contact with, you'd kind of look at them and be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to that person. That person seems interesting. People love to be complimented on and it's such an easy way to start a conversation because you can be like, oh my gosh, I love that shirt. Where did you get it from? I have a similar one. Do you know where you can get other shirts like that, etc., etc.? Or you could talk about the event and be like, oh, so what do you think about this? Or whatever it may be. I think perfecting the art of conversation is when you're able to ask a lot of questions and seem genuinely interested in the other person. I feel like we've heard it so many times, but people love talking about themselves and it is one of the easiest topics to talk about because obviously they know themselves. If you're asking them a lot of questions and building off of that and genuinely being interested it's likely that they're gonna enjoy that conversation and also if you are kind of boosting them or giving them compliments or supporting them they're gonna feel really good about that conversation that you guys had and people remember how you made them feel rather than what you said so if you are a positive warm energy and you're just giving them a good vibe they're gonna remember that they're probably gonna go home and be like oh my gosh that person was such a great vibe I would love to hang out with them and talk to them again so keep that in mind I think it's very helpful if when you go out for the night you make like a goal in your head to ask five people one question and then whenever you feel that the conversation is getting kind of awkward just stepping away from that and being like okay well I have to go anyways do you want to exchange contacts um that's usually what I do get their Instagram and then you know follow them swipe up on their stories and it goes from there And one more thing I wanted to add is that along with asking other people about themselves and getting them to open up to you, be willing to share information about yourself and be vulnerable with them as well because a conversation is a two-way street and I think if you're able to be authentic and genuine and even your quirks or make fun of yourself or not take yourself too seriously, people will feel really comfortable with you and feel very like safe. I I feel like that's a weird word to use in terms of friendship, but they will let their guard down and just be willing to talk openly and honestly, even if they're shy. I think sometimes also when I was in New York or I've, I've met certain people, they give off kind of that like resting bitch face or like kind of a little more closed off energy, but they do secretly want to make a lot of friends. I think sometimes they need the first step to be made. And by you being able to overcome the little fear or once you get really good at it and it's not even a fear for you anymore it's just like okay who else can I talk to um you kind of relieve the pressure off of them to feel super awkward and like they need to make the first move like if you feel confident you can do it and don't be afraid of showing your true personality as well as remaining positive having a positive outlook on the conversation or being an optimistic person makes people want to continue talking to you because I don't know about you but I've definitely talked to some negative people before and when they're just bringing the mood down or kind of switching every aspect of that conversation into a negative way I kind of just want to escape the scene so avoiding that situation by you yourself being a positive light on other people and laughing and smiling will definitely encourage them to probably hit you up next time. 
I want to talk about the importance of knowing your self-worth and picking the right friendships. If a friend is toxic to you for some reason or you seem like you're putting in a lot more effort, it's totally okay to step back. And I know a lot of people, especially in this like era, um, it's really popular to cut people off and kind of cut ties immediately when the relationship isn't where you want it to be. And although I totally stand by that, and especially if someone is treating you super poorly, I think it's so important to cut that right off and just not engage with that type of person anymore. But I feel like if it's somebody that you know, it's just slightly like maybe they're showing signs of jealousy or signs of like controlling, but it's like not too deep yet. I think that it's fine to just pull back. You know, if they're asking you to hang out, not hang out with them, not necessarily ask them to hang out um, and just kind of go your own separate ways. I think it's totally normal to outgrow friendships and to not align with each other anymore. But I don't think that it's necessarily always like mandatory to cut it off and cause drama and make it this whole big thing when it can just be kind of a falling out um as for myself I haven't experienced that many falling out of friendships I feel like I've definitely gotten less closer with people as the years have gone by especially because when I was younger say for example and I used to do gymnastics or I did cheerleading or I was in certain sports or I was in school you know you're friends with people because you see them every day and it's so easy to stay in touch with them but once you get older and things change um it's so common to fall out of friendships with people. And I think that's something that a lot of people face with, especially in their 20s as things change. But to my girlies in their 20s, just remember, and this is something that I'm trying to remember as well, not everybody is a lifelong friend. And if you do have those lifelong friends, really foster those relationships and make sure you're watering them, make sure you're asking the person to hang out. And actually, now that we're on that topic, I wanted to say when you do make friends with people, don't just leave it at that. Your friends, your mutuals, it's done foster those friendships, ask them to hang out, learn more about them and keep asking them questions about their life, stay interested, figure out what's next for them, what they're struggling with, what they're excited about, what they're looking forward to. Just really stay in touch with these people because that is exactly how you will have deep quality friendships with others, especially girls and I know for myself, having female friendships is a really big thing. And in fact, I think all of my friendships are female friends, but I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I think it's due to like jealousy or competition or kind of stuff like that. And just make sure that if you have those people in your life that are kind of bringing that energy, just step away. But I think female friendships are so pure and so cute. And as for my friends that I have back home, like literally 40 minutes away, we have a group chat on Snapchat, which I... I feel like sounds kind of cringe because I don't know if everybody uses Snapchat, but at least where I live here, Snapchat is really popular and me and my friends have a group chat and we are just sending that chat with videos all day long, like about our day, about our work, about problems we're having, thoughts we're having, random updates, random vlogs. And that makes me feel really connected to my friends because I always know what's happening in their lives. And whenever I'm like brushing my teeth or cooking and I just kind of want something playing in the background, I can always count on the fact that there's going to be a whole bunch of vlogs for me to open. So I suggest making a little group chat with your friends and either constantly texting in it or sending vlogs so you guys can stay updated and also FaceTiming I feel like is a great way to connect with the friends that you already do have even if they live a little bit further away from you. But yeah, I guess as I was saying, 
not everybody is a lifelong friend and it's okay if things change. It's okay to not have the same friends forever. Be aware of who you share your energy with and hang out with people that make you feel good, make you feel uplifted and give you peace. You feel like you don't have to put on a show. You don't have to put on an act and they accept your true personality. And also if you can reveal, I guess, or just be your authentic self, reveal your true personality, people will get what they see, if that makes sense. People will see your personality, they'll see you for all your quirks, and it means even more when they want to be your friend after knowing who you truly are. If you put all these masks on and you try to act all cool and you're very reserved, maybe you'll attract the wrong people and they'll like you for that version of yourself, and then when you do reveal your true personality, they might be thrown off or you may be in a terrible position where you feel like you can never reveal your true personality and then you're not really living your truest self, which I feel like is literally a form of self-punishment. Like just not being able to be yourself is really a pain and unfortunate and it's hard and it's draining. And yeah, I feel like I'm a very intuitive person and I can tell when I'm getting along with people very well and people are helping my energy versus when I'm around draining energy, energy vampires, people that suck the life out of the situation and all of a sudden I'm like, breaking out in eczema and hives and just like feeling like I want to cry. So yeah, trust your gut also with new friendships and if they're meant for you and if they're not, they're not. Um, But yeah, that's the episode, I guess, on making friends in your 20s, how to build social confidence and making friends wherever you go. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was fun to listen to and I hope that you learned something new or learned a different perspective or got to hear a little bit more about myself. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star rating, leave a review. I will love you guys forever and follow me at my podcast Instagram, which is at abetteryou.byfernanda as well as subscribing to my YouTube channel for this podcast so you guys can see the video version of this podcast. And yeah, I love you guys. I will see you so soon. Thanks for listening and talk soon. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.